Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Belisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Welcome to this week's episode of the Penn State Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Taylor, and on this week's episode, I spoke with Robert Martin about the duties of the Internship and Career Placement Office. Bob Martin, Assistant Dean for the Belisario College of Communications. I run our Internship and Career Placement Office. And could you tell people what the Office of Internships and Career Placement uh, does exactly? Right. We're... Our goal is to try and take students' professional goals and aspirations and turn them into, into reality, essentially. We, we have a, a very formalized, formalized system of how to do that. And uh, we, uh, we're excited about taking students from the classroom to campus experiences to career experiences, as we call it, the three C's. And uh, we believe those career experiences should be those internships, whether they're around campus, off campus, or uh, in their hometown, or in a geographic location where they aspire to work after graduation. And uh, uh, any comm student knows your name because, you know, they get the emails. Um, but um, where, uh, how do you get those internship opportunities for the students? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, the, you know, we've been at this a long time. So it's just, 19 years and counting I've been here, and it, it takes a long time to build relationships with all these places. So we've created a really strong pay it forward mentality too. So the cool thing about all those emails, and I, I don't know if there is another college here at Penn State that does that same career advisor email list service. It's a lot of work, as you can imagine. Yeah. Jokingly, I hear from students say, well, are you really up at 2 a.m. when you send that? And they're like, yeah, I am. Right? But you're back at it at 7 a.m. Sometimes, yeah, if there's a good opportunity, we're going to send it out via email. So we push opportunity right to our students. We try to be selective about those as well. Uh, we're not sending a full-time job to a first-year student, right? Vice versa, we're not sending a, a, an internship that was looking for an underclass student to a senior. So try to be selective and try to be selective towards their majors as well. But that, that, that's a lot of work, but we would by pushing those opportunities forward to our students, there almost isn't a day that goes by that somebody doesn't say, hey, I got that internship or I got that interview for that full-time job or got that job from one of those email messages. And so students remember that. So if we help them find an internship, maybe help them find a second internship, maybe a third internship, and then perhaps their job, we don't even need to ask them to want to give back to the college or come to one of our internship career fairs or send an email to us when they're out in the professional world, it instantaneously almost happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's that pay it forward mentality. And uh, our, our alumni are really grateful for all that we've done for them. And like I said, when you've been doing this for as long as I have, it, it starts to snowball into a positive effect. And you said you've been here for 19 years. Uh, could you talk about maybe how you got to this point? Yeah, sure. So I, I'm i a graduate of this program many moons ago and uh, aspired to be a sportscaster when I walked out of here and uh, wanted to be that television sportscaster. And when I walked out of here, I wasn't marketable. 
It's, it's as simple as that. Uh, I had a demo reel, and the demo reel was not up to where it should have been. Uh, I had some good experiences while I was here at, at Penn State, and, and internships were paramount back then, just like they are today, but the, the opportunities weren't readily available. We didn't have all these resources like we have today. Uh, so I, I wrote for my brother's newspaper. He was the editor of a, a pretty good-sized paper outside of Philadelphia in New Jersey, the Burlington County Times. Did some sports writing for him. Liked it. Knew I didn't want to go in that direction. Was more interested in the broadcasting side. Was the PA announcer for the ice hockey team during Joe Patista's first year coaching. Fun. Uh, really enjoyable. Once again, PA announcing sports writing for a newspaper, not broadcasting. Dabbled in the on-campus radio here and there, East Hall's radio and so forth. Long and short of it, the demo reel I had was literally from classes, and that was it. And back then, the quality of your of your demo reel from class was some part of what was being put out at internship sites, like you know, an NBC local station. Their camera, their cameras were better. Their editing equipment was better. Now, what's funny about that today? The equipment you folks are working with in our college is actually much better than some of these local TV stations. So it's actually flipped. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, during my time, it wasn't like that. So you saw a dramatic difference. So when I put that demo reel out, it was it was shoddy. Couldn't find a job. So I kicked, scratched, clawed my way into broadcasting any way I could and, and just made my way into radio. And I uh, got my own air uh, start in Philadelphia with a non-commercial radio station. Got hired. A year later, uh, in Central PA, moved to that side, started actually getting paid for uh, for my uh, my services. But by the age of 24, I I uh, pretty much said, you know, I'm done with the on air side of things. Uh, money wasn't wasn't where I wanted to be, and I had some financial goals of my own, even at a young age. And uh, it's probably because I was so <laughs> so destitute up to that point. And, not making money. I was, I was paid my way through school myself. And I was living paycheck to paycheck. So I, I finally just said, you know what, I, I need to do something about that. I shifted more to, towards the business side of, of broadcasting and worked my way in management up to general manager of four stations. And that was not on my radar when I was 21, by the way. It wouldn't even have been if you would have asked me what my, my interests were and my long-term goals. And I would not have said that. So it's funny how things shift. Yeah. But uh, long and short of it, that's what I did. I got into the business, started uh, my way in on air, moved to the business side of broad, uh, broadcasting, the management, and then I got the chance to teach part-time, and I got the bump. And that transitioned me into the education side. And there was a big gap here in, in our college, and I was teaching a class inside the, then just the College of Communications, now, of course, the Bellis area of College of Communications. And the dean and associate dean, uh, Doug Anderson and Bob Richards, uh, asked me about this startup position, internship and career placement director position. And uh, at first I was like, hmm, not sure about this. And uh, my wife was the one who encouraged me to take it. And she's like, look, you know, give it a shot. You're passionate about this. And you know how important this is because our stations were taking uh, uh, interns. So, I, I took a, an educated risk and went after it, and uh, you know, think I thought I'd keep the job for a few years, hand it off to somebody else, and resume my broadcasting career in New York City or something. <laughs> Nineteen years later, 
it's funny how things yeah but, uh, yeah i think i got one of the cooler jobs around. uh you talked about not having something on your radar at 21 and then it you know being being there at 24 how often from former students, do you hear something like that? Yeah, I think that's important. It's what I try to preach to our students is that we're all on a different journey. We're all on a different pace. We're all on a different path, right? Some students know exactly what they want to do, and and they want to they know they want to do that long term. Some others are still trying to figure it out, and they've got a variety of interests. So we try to get them to prioritize those interests, and then some are hey, this is what I want to do, but I'm not so sure how, how long I want to do that for. So I always, I always try to convey my story to, to students about how things can dramatically shift. You know, if you would have told me I'd be back in this college working 19 years, you would have blown me away at the age of 21 telling me that. And if you would have said, look into a crystal ball, and this is where you're going to, I would have never believed you. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how your, your, your interests, your goals can shift from almost year to year. So that's what I always try to get our students to think about is, let's talk about the here and now, okay? Let's get you after your interests right here at the ripe old age of 21. Let's not worry about 31. Let's not worry too much about 41. Do you wanna mention what your long-term goal is? And I'm, I'm happy to hear that and I'm interested, but it's not what we're gonna focus on because that can shift. Yeah. So. That's what we try to, to focus on is the here and now. What are, you, what are you excited about doing right here and right now? And that's going to be our springboard, our, our, uh, our trajectory, immediate trajectory into the market. And then from, you know, all the students that you do see that do transition, how many students do you, you say you would see on a daily basis that come in here or come into any of the offices? How, how many would you say you see? every day well you know it, it varies it varies some some meetings are short some are really long mm -hmm. uh you know we try to take care of our seniors on a comprehensive career search strategy uh, so when a student comes in here and says hey i think i uh, i want to sit down with you and learn how do i get to the next step after graduation we try to create a comprehensive job search strategy what does that revolve around well there's a variety of different ways to find jobs in the communications world, right? Mm -hmm. And that's assuming that our students want to stay in the communications world. Somebody might say, hey, no, I want to go into pharmaceutical sales. Well, we've got some great vehicles here on campus that are more university-wide, like the big spring career days that went on yesterday and the day before. So we're going to push them there. But if they do want to stay in the communications-specific world, we're going to tell them, hey, we've got some great resources right here. But one of the key resources that we tell our students you should never, ever, ever overlook is the people in the industry. Let's get you connected to people that can have an influence on your search because that's the proactive approach. Uh, you know, the way we, we uh, handle internships and career fairs, we put them very close to graduation. And that's all intentional. Why do we do that? Because... This industry does on-time hiring and has a job available in broadcasting. They don't want to fill it eight months mm -hmm. before the job is available. They want to fill it like right here, right now. The position's available. They want to fill it within weeks, not months. So uh, it, it's, but we to do something proactively, well, let's get you connected to, to individuals in the business so that now you're on their radar when they do hear about that entry-level job that pops open, they automatically think of you. 
that's what we're trying to achieve. You talked about the career fair, so I have to bring up the big one. Uh, Success in the city is coming up. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you, you know, get Penn State? Because I don't, I'm not sure the number of Penn State students you actually send, but you you send a good a good deal, a busload at least. Yeah, um, <laughs> busload. How about six busloads? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Six busloads now. Uh, it's grown over the years. This is our 16th year of putting that event on. Uh, we've been at the Time Warner Building for the last 13 years. And we were at the Marriott Financial Center Hotel in our first three years, just to get it off the ground. Yeah. And approved our <laughs> then dean Doug Anderson that uh, that uh, this this was a good thing and really smart for us to do. And then when it started to go gangbusters, we had to get out of there because it was too small. Right. So we found the Time Warner Building thanks to uh, a good friend and uh, alumna uh, Lindy Acarino, who was an executive VP at that point at Turner Entertainment. She got us in there. Uh, she's since moved over to NBC as their chairman. Uh, but uh, that's how we established that relationship with the Time Warner building. And uh, so we are 13th year of being there. Yeah, so we sent four, uh, or excuse me, six bus loads of students up. To, uh, another 100, 150 students go up on their own. We'll, we'll average somewhere between 420 and 450 of our students go into that event. And what do you tell those students, you know, what they should be prepared for, how do they get prepared for, how do you kind of, you know, get them ready for those, yeah. those fairs? So this year we're putting this thing on in February for the first time since we started this thing. And uh, we're a little nervous about that because you never know what kind of weather you can get in February and with a destination type event like this, that, that does get us nervous. We always put it on in April, but the Time Warner Center, our hosts of the Time Warner Center are moving this year to the Hudson Yards new skyscraper. So it's our last shot of being in the, the Time Warner Center, but they said, we welcome you back, but you gotta put it on in February, not April. So there, now you know why we moved it. This is really gonna help a lot of our students who are looking for internships, by the way, because it's earlier. Now, putting it on in April every year really focuses on full-time job offers and opportunities, because those companies come out, they know what jobs they have available, and they can actively seek out good candidates uh, for those positions. And we've had great success uh, in, in getting students transitioned right into the business uh, from that event. So how do we prepare them for it? Well, uh, we first want them to have a tip-top shape resume that they can upload to our, our website so we can put a book together and send that out to recruiters beforehand. So re recruiters can review all, the, all of our students who are attending and some that aren't even attending get to post their resume on that site. Uh, so that we can get that in the hands of recruiters. We do an info session the Monday evening beforehand to tell them what bus they're on, how they uh, handle themselves in this type of environment, because it, it can be stressful. It can be uh, can be tiring too. You gotta be, have a lot of energy. And we do tell them how to handle themselves from getting a good night's sleep the night before, researching all the different companies well in advance, uh, knowing what your focus is gonna be, if you've got two different interests, well, you better darn well have two different resumes. And you better have two different portfolios. You better have two different pitches of how you're going to go about uh, seeking out opportunities uh, with, with those different companies. So there's a lot of preparation that goes on. Of course, looking your best uh, and uh, being confident. That's all part of it. And uh, even following up with thank yous, uh, whether they're email thank yous or handwritten thank yous, we make sure that we're keeping that that conversation going so you create that top of mind awareness. And um, 
and this is going to kind of go back to that office space, but, you know, what are some of like the pros of, of this job, you know, at the, you do send those students to the career fair. What, what are some of the pros of, of the job? Yeah, for me or them. For, <laughs> for, yeah. I think I've got one of the coolest jobs around because I get to see students like yourself who, who maybe have a hunch when they come here as a first year student and they're not sure exactly what they want to do. But they pull things down into the funnel. I always like visualizing it as like a funnel. Like, you, know, you came into Penn State with this idea of what you were going to major in. Not sure maybe what you wanted to do with your career. That's the vast majority of our students. But they start experimenting with these on-campus experiences. Then they start getting into the campus ex or, uh, career experiences, internships. You start doing multiple internships. And before we know it, we have an end product, a focal point of what they want to do, and they're marketable towards it. And how cool is that? <laughs> I, I get to see that whole thing. So does uh, Julie Miller, our manager of internships, and Stephanie Gerard, my right arm here. You know, that, doesn't get any better than that. And, uh, you know, we, our students are really grateful for all the things we provide. And it, it makes it for a, a, a fun, fun position. And uh, getting those students uh, ready for internships means getting them ready or well, making them prepare a resume. So how do you kind of, you know, guide the students to make sure their resume is in tip top shape before those sure. fairs and things like that? Yeah. So, of course, we do a lot of uh, resume workshops, cover letter workshops. We have one coming up here. It's an advanced resume workshop. I think this will be our 20th annual event of this. We do it every year in February, and we bring in professionals from the communications industry around Central PA, and uh, we, we help guide them on how to handle these the variety of different resumes that students will put in front of them. Um, but we try to train them on, hey, what's a good resume, what's not? Uh, and uh, that's their final chance to get it looked at from a, a professional perspective. And then we ask them to upload it to our, our Nick Milan Careers website. Yeah, so it's a lot of resources. We do informational meetings on, on internships as well, how to pursue internships. Uh, we have a vast array and a database. All those emails that we send to students, they're just the tip of the iceberg. We actually have a database of almost 4,000 places. So when a student comes in and meets with one of us, we literally can sit down with them and give them a really strong, uh, a group of, of opportunities. And we also have resources outside of that database that we can recommend to students. So we're never we're never lacking opportunity to, to provide to our students. And for any incoming students or students that are in the pro are in the uh, in the college that are you know looking to kind of build themselves up, what would be some advice for, for for them you would give them? Yeah start out don't get too anxious about what's on the horizon let's work on what's right in front of you yeah sometimes the the most difficult thing to do is that first step because a lot of students i always say the only way you can fail is if you stand there and just spin your wheels and don't do anything you know we even bring that up in our resume workshops so i often get the question well why do i need three different resumes if i've got three different interests right well because if you have one homogenized one size fits all resume you're going to sell yourself one third of the way to those three different <laughs> interests. But if we have one that's focused towards each one, now you're doing your best job. Well, that's kind of what we want you to do. If you can't, if you have a variety of interests, you need to prioritize those interests, right? And let's get after that number one interest with all your might. We may find out it's not what you want to do. That's a victory. That's a huge victory. So let's then pull number two up to number one and let's get after that. So, 
it's all starting slow. But one of those things that we want you to do as a first-year student, get involved here on campus, right? Penn State is just world-renowned for the, the amount of opportunities, the amount of clubs that are here. I, I always jokingly say that I think there's a club for uh, daughters and sons of left-handed plumbers here on campus, you know? There's just so many uh, opportunities for students. So let's find clubs that match your career interests. And, and jokingly, that, that Daughters and Sons of Left-Handed Plumbers Club, somebody has to be their social media chair. So if that's your, your thing, then it doesn't matter what club you choose, go be their social media chair. Don't be their treasurer. Unless you're going to be a treasurer someday, right? So that's what we're trying to do. That's oftentimes the conversation piece to the internship you're pursuing next. Right. So there's a lot of value to his own campus experience. And um, what is the biggest accomplishment of the of this office or for you in this office? Oh, you know, I, I don't know if I can pick one thing. It's it's always, you know, every day it, it, we, we get some really cool stories coming through here. You know, I like to think that we we, we have the energy to, to, to deliver on what we promise and, and keep. Every day we try to invigorate and energize our students uh, and, and keep providing uh, another layer of opportunity. And, you know, it's something I'm really proud of. We uh, put Julie Miller in charge of this. We added a third internship career fair this year to our portfolio, the Kyle Careers in the Capital uh, event. And that was in November. It goes against the grain, right? Mm -hmm. That's not an on-time hiring type of thing unless you're a December grad. So that was why we put it in December or in November uh, would help out some of our students graduating in December. Plus, it kept it away from success in the city and Job Expo. Yeah. Job, and we haven't mentioned Job Expo, but that was what started all this off in the year 2000. It was the first thing we implemented was our very own communication-specific career fair. And on March 15th, it'll be our 20th anniversary of that event. So probably those three things combined that we're, you know, we're providing a lot of companies coming right here to campus to specifically recruit Dallas Area College of Communication students. This isn't in conjunction with SMEAL, liberal arts, engineering, or any other college here at Penn State. These are initiatives we've developed, and uh, they, they serve our students well. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah, thank you. Where can uh, yeah, where can uh, students contact you or uh, where can they oh, find gee, you? Not all those emails <laughs> that we send out. And my my address is right at the bottom, you know. And and of course we our new career management system, Nittany Line Careers. That that's how we want everyone to set up appointments. So oh, okay. we've been sending out reminders on that. It's very easy, uh, and you have a variety of different appointments, just times you can schedule with either myself or Julie. And uh, their internship and their underclass students are probably going to meet with Julie and deal with usually the underclass. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, you got it. Have a good one. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for listening to this episode of Penn State Conversations. For more information about the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit belisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Belisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.